Welcome to the Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Vienna Assembly of God, located right here in Vienna, Virginia. We're so glad you've joined us today. I hope you enjoy today's sermon. Hope for holy creativity in the now. Hope in the name of the Lord. What are you hoping for today? How are you doing in this season of holding on to hope? We have seen in the ways that God has revealed himself and his nature and his character to us through his names, how we can hope in him, hope in his name for everything that we need. He is our all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, the Lord who heals us, Jehovah Rapha, the God who provides, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our banner, Yahweh Nissi, the Lord our shepherd, Jehovah Ra, the God who sees you. El Roy, the Lord our peace, Jehovah Shalom. He is the I am that I am, Jehovah or Yahweh. We can trust in him. We can hope in his name. We keep our eyes and ears open for for glimpses of hope, signs of hope, aren't we right now? Like hoping for better news, hoping that the pandemic will end soon, hoping that the numbers will go down, hoping for a vaccine or a cure or actually for both, hoping this strange way of living and coping will come to an end. We hope for reunions with our family, with our church, with co-workers, with neighbors, with friends. We hope for peace and for safety and for a better climate of love in our nation. These are all good things to hope for. But God is calling us to understand that our hope in must be in his name. Our hope in must be in God, our Savior, not in ourselves, not in other people, not in the circumstances, not in false gods, not in money, not in our intellect, not in our advanced knowledge, not in our athleticism, not in our government, not in our military. We cannot hope in any of these things. We must put our hope in our God, hope in the name of the Lord. I've enjoyed getting to connect with some of you this week, and I continue to look forward to visiting with each and every one of you at some point before the end of August. And I am grateful to God for helping us during this time. And I want to encourage you right now in this moment, don't give up. Now, what would giving up look like? (laughs) And what do I mean when I say don't give up? Well, 
for one thing, don't lose your hope. And I'm a little bit touched right now because this sermon was written and, and, and it's talking to me, <laughs> too. So don't give up. Don't lose your hope. Don't stop building faith, hope, and love in the name of Jesus in your life. My friends, please draw near, nearer and nearer to your loving Savior. Do not become numb to his presence. Don't give up. And don't believe the lies of the enemy that would make you believe you are alone. Yes, we are certainly isolated. And we are feeling the effects of that. But we are not alone. God has provided ways for us to continue to stay connected. As for me... I. I received some discouraging news yesterday, and it's not anything for me to share with you except to just say, I get it. If maybe you've received some discouraging news this week, God is with us. We are not alone. Do not give up. Do not give up. We're at a crucial moment (laughs) yet again. We've had a lot of crucial moments in the middle of this pandemic, in my view, and we're at one right now again, to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And we are believing in his creative power to sustain, to energize, to refresh us, to empower us for whatever is next. I have this book that my son-in-law gave me. It's a book of just paragraph prayers and every now and then I'll open it up when I've faced a discouraging moment and and this morning this this prayer was what I found may my limitations be doorways to partnership and relationship rather than reasons to feel shame and isolation I don't know what limitations you may have run into this week, but my friends, we all have them. We all have limits that are impacting our life. And I just want to encourage you with this prayer that I prayed this morning, that these could turn into doorways for creativity, for relationships, and for partnerships. That is where I feel God leading us as a church body that we cannot And we should not. It's not just a matter of what we can or cannot do. It is a matter of what God is calling us to. We have got to move into some creative relationships and partnerships in order for the kingdom of God to be what it's supposed to be here in our community. So I just want to encourage you with that. Let's trust God to keep helping us. Well, some some realities about the pandemic. Scott Sunquist, president of Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, he had this to say about the pandemic, especially as regards the church. We need to embrace this as a biological persecution, not by human or military leaders, but by a disease that is restricting our very activities that give us life. 
Now, biological persecution sounds intense, but it may help us to take this viewpoint for a moment. Statistics are not encouraging right now, friends. The church, Big C Church, is facing some real challenges due to the pandemic. In North America, according to a recent Barna survey, church attendance is down 30 to 40 percent. One in three practicing Christians is still attending their pre-COVID church through online services. Half of practicing Christian millennials are not viewing church online or participating in church at all. The numbers of participation continue to go down, and those who are no longer attending church are bearing more emotional burdens. This is a current reality that we are in. We are facing what Pete Scazzaro called transition fatigue, and it is affecting Christians' relationship with their churches, and therefore the church's relationship in the community. Persecution, interesting way to think about it. Jesus talked about the future in Matthew 24, and I'm just going to summarize a little bit of this because it's not the main text for today, but he said that many things would happen. Persecutions would come our way. There would be earthquakes and famines and wars and and many things that he compared them to birth pains. The pandemic can be viewed as just one pain of many birth pains. Jesus said that during these pains, many will turn away from him, betray each other, and that the love of many will grow cold. This is what I mean when I say don't give up. Church, we must not be those who fall away because of the tough times. But instead, we're going to endure to the end. And Jesus said those who endure to the end will be saved. We are going to hang on to those things which remain and carry on and not give up. And we will be a part of bringing what he said in verse 14 is a reality. It says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. We have got to hope in the name of the Lord. Jesus said that during these birth pains, this is when this is going to happen, that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world. Don't give up. If we think of this pandemic as a type of persecution, although not something caused by a government or or a military or anything like that, it's a biological force, but there is some hope in such a scenario because the church of Jesus Christ has always faced persecution. And throughout its 2000 year history, the church becomes stronger and purer, and more dynamic, and influential in times of persecution. Yes, we are being prohibited from meeting like we used to, 
but we can still meet. Yes, we don't have the freedom to do church the way we used to, but maybe this is an opportunity to redesign and refresh and re-energize our faith in ways that are new and creative. Evangelism is a challenge in this moment. How do we help preach the good news and the kingdom around the world while navigating the limits that the pandemic has put on us? So today we're talking about hope in the name of the Lord for holy creativity in the now. The name we're going to look at is Elohim. It is the first name of God that we read in the first verse of the first book of the Bible. So will you join me in looking at Genesis chapter 1? And we're going to read verse 1 and 2 and then skip down to verse 26. Elohim, our creator God, is the name we're looking at. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Down to verse 26. And in between are the days of creation, and each one starts with something then God said. Verse 26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. This is the word of the Lord. This is not the main point, but I just want to emphasize this passage of scripture that says, so God created human beings in his own image. As we continue to navigate challenges of people getting along with each other, have you noticed? I would just like to say, please remember, everybody that you meet is a person made in the image of God. They bear the image of God within them, and they are a soul for whom Jesus died. And we must take on that attitude of love that our God has for the world as we are navigating, learning how to get along with each other. Well, Elohim in Strong's Concordance, the definition is, the word can mean just gods in the ordinary sense, but when it is referring to God, it is plural, and it is the supreme God. This name for God occurs in scripture over 2,000 times, and as I said, it's a plural noun, which is one of the ways we come to understand 
the doctrine of the Trinity, one God in three persons. So when we read in Genesis 1.26, God saying, let us make human beings in our image, that is God in relationship with himself. Each person of the triune God had a part in creation. In verse 2, we read, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. In the creation account, each day we hear, and God said, and God said, let there be light, etc. Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. And now I want you to look at me at Colossians chapter 1, where we see the activity of God the Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his activity in creation. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything. In the heavenly realms and on the earth, he made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. God as creator is taught throughout the Bible. And it is important that we not forget this truth about our God. Elohim, the creator God. Psalm 100 says, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. I've always loved that verse and also kind of chuckled at it. Like, how would anybody conclude that we made ourselves but aren't we proud and ignorant sometimes no it is he who made us and not we ourselves psalm 95 verses 6 and 7 calls us out it says come let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the lord our maker for he is our god we are the people he watches over the flock under his care bringing back to mind the Lord, our shepherd. And then this verse says this, if only you would listen to his voice today. You see, when we're talking about hope for creativity in the now, I think sometimes we have accepted, yes, God created the heavens and the earth. We accepted that God's voice spoke out. And, and called things into being that did not exist. But we imagine that as being eons ago and that such power and activity is not available right now, today. And I just want to encourage us to say God changes not. God is able to speak the word right now. As the spirit hovered over the waters, why do, when we have worship time, that is a way that the Spirit begins hovering over us and preparing our hearts so that when the Word of God is spoken, creative power is at work within us. 
And I want to encourage you today, if only you would listen to his voice today. His voice is available to us right now. Creative power is available in the now. It is not something from the past only. It is also available now. He still holds all creation together. And his voice is speaking today. His word goes out today and it will accomplish his will today. What do you need today? Your creative God can meet that need, even if he has to make up something that doesn't currently exist in order to meet that need. God is your creative God, and he can do it. He is not limited by our resources, our strength, our understanding. He is the maker of heaven and earth. His creative power has not been taken off the table. His creative power has not been taken off the table. It is still available to you today. Amen. Well, how does this come to bear in this time of crisis, in the middle of suffering a time of persecution? How do we endure to the end? I have a question. Are we tasked by Jesus to go and make disciples even when times are hard? If the answer is yes, I think it is, friends. How do we do that? We believe for holy creativity in the now. We allow the Spirit of God to hover over us and prepare our hearts And as we listen today to the word of the Lord, to the voice of God, we respond to his creative will. There's another name that I included in today's um, topic that I want to reference, another name of God, which is Adonai. And the reason I put it together with Elohim is that it is also a plural word. The singular Adon can be used as Lord as in small l, like ladies and lords. But Adonai is used of God most high. It conveys a sense of Lord and master, the one to whom we are belonging. (laughs) It's used over 400 times in the Old Testament. And here's one of the places we see it that just adds to this sense of creativity in the now. In Psalm 68... Verse 19, it says, praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day, each day, he carries us in his arms. The King James Version, some of you may be familiar with this, says it this way, who daily loadeth us with benefits, daily loads you up with benefits. So I'm thinking that the The NLT talks about it. He carries us. So we become his load. He lifts us up and he carries us every single day. But in that process, he is giving us his benefits today. God has something for you. Creative power in the now is available to us through our Elohim Adonai. Amen and amen. It's interesting 
as Jesus was describing the end times. So we've looked at the beginning, and we've looked at Jesus talking about the end times. But he talks about the end times events as birth pains. Birth pains are about beginnings. Birth pains are about new life on the way. Birth pains are painful. Amen. But it's pain with a purpose. The pains of labor are unpredictable. We don't know whether there will be 50 or 500, and hopefully not 5,000, right? We don't know how many pains will come before the delivery is finally made. But the miracle of birth is that new life is brought forth. Even in the midst of the pain, there is hope, especially in the midst of labor pains. There is hope. It means that the delivery is soon, that this child we've been waiting for is about to be born. If we are in the middle of the birthing pains that Jesus, our Savior, talked about, there is hope because it means that the new life is coming. It means that the kingdom will be preached to the ends of this earth. There is hope because Jesus, our King, is coming back for us, friends. Be not afraid. Do not give up. There is hope in the name of the Lord for today. For today. I believe God is birthing something new in you today. We can hope in Elohim, our creator God. We can hope in Adonai, our master and Lord, who carries us each day in his arms. So back to my first question. What are you hoping for today? In this moment, what is the cry of your heart? God is at work in his people. Don't give up. Don't give up. But trust in his name and listen to his voice today. Now. Each day. Adonai carrying us in his arms and giving us holy, creative benefits. If we were able to be here together in this room, the Spirit of God is hovering here. And I would love to have have you come and, and kneel, as that psalm said, kneel before the Lord our Maker. And if you would feel able to in your space where you're watching right now, I want to invite you, don't, don't just blow this off. Don't just run get a bowl of potato chips right now. But pause for a moment. Allow the Spirit of God to hover for a moment and cry out to him, what are you hoping for today? Lift it up to your loving God 
who is holding all creation together and yet able to also hold you in his arms. Listen. Listen to his voice today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I pray that you would hover over each person as we kneel before you in heart and soul. And we ask you to meet the cry of our heart. Those that need to be refreshed, that it's just this close to giving up. God, please help. Carry us to the next step. Carry us, oh God. Help us to really hope in your name. When the circumstances distract our view and make it look like things that we were depending on have fallen away. Things have fallen away. It's a good wake-up call. Don't put your hope there. Don't put your trust there. Our hope is in the name of the Lord. I thank you for speaking to each of this church family right now. Encouraging comforting, empowering, energizing our faith. We hope for your holy creativity in the now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.